RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage Worlds rule set in our custom cyber fantasy setting. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to Caldonix. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena and Zadal venture into her mind to learn more about the Purple Presence. After a bout of self-reflection, they're able to find it, and although off to an uneasy start, Athena begins to gain some ground towards communication. It shows her dizzying scenes of the past, shedding light on a previously unrealized, interconnected web. Athena and Zadal leave the brainscape after giving the purple its own name. They awake to an anxious Pavi, letting them know that they've wildly overslept, and it's finally time to head to Feastival. The streets of Northeast Caldonix are packed with citizens. The air is filled with the sound of raucous laughter and the scent of delicious mouthwatering food. This sounds like uh, maybe it's the place to be. Where else would you be? Nowhere else. Feastival. The feast of all. It's a large, sprawling combination of food festival, carnival, and block party. There aren't fully established boundaries for where this takes place. It just tapers off at a certain point. You just see less and less little vendor carts, but <laughs> there, there are some stragglers. It runs from the Shard through the residential district just to the west and into the agricultural district to the west and north. There's a plethora of food stalls, plenty of vendors on the move, shouting names of different types of food at passers-by, steam wafting from the many carts, laughter, merrymaking, the sizzling of dishes on grills and hot tops, the clatter of carts moving around, dombas pulling them, and distant voices speaking through megaphones, amplified either at live presentations or maybe even contests. Are there people hawking screen-printed festival shirts? There have to be, right? Are there t-shirt cannons? Are we just hearing thunks in the far distance? <laughs> maybe in the far distance, not not in the street <laughs> the as you would expect. Area. Maybe there's one Domba chariot going by and somebody's driving and another person is standing on it, shooting things into the crowd with their t-shirt cannon. Just frisbeeing shirts out. <laughs> <laughs> Music can be heard all throughout the streets, probably live bands here and there. Almost any type of food that you could imagine that could be made in Caldonix can be found here. Smells all wafting and mixing together. It's much hotter than usual due to all the cooking and densely packed bodies. There's a greasy, stale sweat in the air, but it isn't as bad as it could be. And maybe you smell that way too, who knows? She didn't really have time for a shower after the brain dive. Zadal left you and Pavi to your devices. Maybe he even has to work. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Before he left, he said, I ain't too keen on food in general because uh, I don't need it or eat it. So why uh, would you go to a place that has feast in the name? Exactly. Plenty of people who want to go and, uh, you know, work's going to be shorthanded and uh, 
I get paid time and a half. So, uh... <laughs> take advantage of it. I will take full advantage, but I hope you two have a lovely time. Don't work too hard. One other major difference about this year's festival is that there is a much heavier regulator presence. This is a community event. Usually there's no reason to be overly worried, but... With the wardens. Given the recent uptick in several problematic circumstances, you see a lot more regulators. There are some wandering through the crowd, some are posted on each block corner. It just seems like they're trying to have coverage in most places where there are citizens. Time and a half, huh? I feel like there's confetti streaming down in the air almost at all times during festival. I don't know how they do it, but... (laughs) Where does all this confetti come from? Nobody knows. I don't know. (laughs) So we join Athena and Pavi walking through one of these heavily packed streets. A few passing glimpses of Gene Lepaco meandering his way through the crowd at a reasonable distance behind you. A watchable distance. Decorations for Festival are all over the place. It's about being bright and colorful, but it's more about getting up and being out in the streets. This year has a slightly different motif in that on most blocks there is some sort of signage that is advertising the big cook-off. I think depending on where you go, you will see either over-large printed pictures of your dad, Clint, probably Mobius as well, with his gray-tinted skin, pointy ears, and smarmy-looking, as he generally is. Are they holding pots up or something? Cross chest, like swords? Oh, absolutely. What do you think Clint would want to look like? I feel like he's got a very fancy chef apron on. The shirts that buttons up a real highway, like a high collar one. Mm-hmm. He's trying to do minimalist because Val is like, no, maybe don't do something fancier. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Is he posing in a specific way? What if he just has a knife? <laughs> <laughs> just holding a knife? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, what if he's holding a knife and he asked the photographer which way they were going to have Mobius looking so he could hold it threateningly towards Mobius? Gotcha, okay. There probably are some bigger advertisements that have both of their caricatures or whatever on there facing one another, but there's also the individual ones advertising them. Maybe there's one of him with a ponderous hand-on-chin sort of look. There are just regular ones without their faces with the infinity loop with snails going around it. What street food are you eating as you walk? Big ol' hot dog. You know how bratwursts are really big? Sure. I feel like it's one of those boys. I definitely know about bratwursts. Yeah. It has so many toppings on it, you can't even see the dog. She's having a great time. Do they charge you extra for, you know, taking the whole condiment bar with you? They probably should have. Yeah, no kidding. This is Feastival. I am the least rowdy person they're going to see all day. You're the least of all. (laughs) Me least of all. She narrowly misses dropping some chili onto her old Escar Glow shirt, which she's wearing. It's got the little snail from the sign. It's very cute. Very cute. Pavi would definitely have one of those shirts as well. So I think she wore it in solidarity and for the upcoming competition. It's like a black tank top or something, but Mm -hmm. Athena's snail is yellow and hers is blue. Oh, I like that. Pavi has an underlying level of apprehension that you're, even after all these years, pretty keen on. Some things don't change with personality. So you can tell that she's maybe pins and needles. Do you want some of the end of my dog? Get rid of your jitters. She offers out. She probably got a dog, too. You guys just get the same thing wherever you go. And she holds hers out, which has far less eaten so far, crosses the hot dog sword. I think I'll stick with mine. Thank you. Okay. How are you going to rate this in the book? I'm feeling like it's a good dog. 
they have a little notebook where when they get the same thing, they write what they've thought about it for future years. Sure, I like, like we did at Epcot. That was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. I would call it very straightforward. Cooked well, tasty, could be juicier, crisp. You gotta have that snap. You gotta have that snap. If you know yeah. that snap's not a dog. Dogs love to snap. Bow wow. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, competition's not for another couple hours yet, so we've got some time, but I need to make sure I meet your dad to get all the prep work in order. Yep. Oh boy. You've got this. Ah, uh, I just don't want him to fail because of me. You know. I understand that. Like, if I was up there, he would fail because of me. I will carry this burden for you. Yeah, just another one, huh? No, it's... I'm happy to help. Your dad deserves to succeed, to win. He's definitely earned that. And Mobius deserves to get kicked off of his little pedestal he's made for himself. Yeah, we'll make sure he gets what's coming to him. I'm gonna run some background interference. I know Dick's gonna try some shit during it. I don't know what it's gonna be, but while you guys are doing the good work, I'm gonna go do some sneaky work. Probably is my plan. Well, just don't do anything that could get us disqualified. No, no. You know, that would be bad. I had a thought, though. Uh-huh. We gotta talk to Ton about the grills. We know Mobius fucked with at least one of them. So if we could get, like you and a neutral mechanic to look at him prior to the competition to show that he definitely put something in there that's not in his grill. What if we just had them swap the grills? If you can convince them to do that, I think that'd be fine. Ton certainly would not be happy if someone were trying to cheat or undermine the spirit of the competition. It's gotta be a clean win, she yeah. says with an up and down axe of a hand motion. I agree. I'm with you. Ton, I think, likes your dad well enough and certainly doesn't want any toppers to upstage people, especially since this is a bit out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. To even have one of these contests and have one of the contestants be a topper. I think most of the crowd's going to be on our side. Unless you know. they've paid people off and the crowd is plants. How old should they? How many could they have for that? Moby Strip's doing really well. Oh... Suppose. Well, it's not a popularity contest with a crowd. It comes down to the judges, so we just need to make sure that... Well, it comes down to the judges, but it's also the mental state of the chef. We gotta keep Dad in good brain space work in order. Maybe we should get him some headphones. I don't know. Hmm. So he can't hear anything. Anything... Earplugs? Could... <laughs> Maybe? That could work. Right? Maybe. Uh, is he the type to get into his own head to sabotage himself if he... Uh... Maybe. Maybe earplugs are a good... What? what? Just gotta keep him busy, right? Yeah, gotta keep him busy. And Mobius has a secret ingredient. It's probably gonna be something dumb. Are your grandparents gonna come? I think my grandmother is. I'm not sure if grandfather can really get off work. Hmm. I suppose that's true. Actually, I have something pretty important to tell you about that. Oh? She takes an enormous bite and chews, looking at you quizzically. She leans so, so intimately close to her ear that she would not get with any other person and just says, My grandma's the Lassica. I think she's. Don't choke. Yeah, she's mid bite and she goes, <clears throat> has to pound on her chest and cough it out and like oh, spit no! it on the on ground. The street. <laughs> <laughs> Athena puts her hot dog in her mouth and claps Pavi's back. Pavi coughs a few times before heaving a breath and says, <sighs> Why would you tell me? Why would you tell me that while I was eating? I, mm, I don't know. It just seemed like the right time. Whew. Straightens back up, hands on her hips. 
gyrates her hips a few times <laughs> to she... free out her ribs yeah. space. Huh. I. Uh, you. Your grandmother's Talasica. <laughs> she blinks and looks around. I mean, it's pretty loud. But she looks back, looking a little abashed, but shakes her head, wrinkles her nose as she now stands with a more energized posture. Ah. Um. I don't know if my if I can process all these pieces right now. I was going to tell you last night when I got back, but you weren't back and we had to do brain stuff. This sure. kind of was the first opportunity. Your distraction worked really well, and it definitely would have worked if she didn't for sure know I was coming right away. Good to know. Uh, more of my helpful attempts led to nothing. She said she she's pretty intrigued with your progress. Oh, is she? Yep. That's just wonderful. Yep. Would have been uh, cool of her to just tell me that. Or maybe not, uh, you know, held things over me for the last however long and uh, make us fear for our lives and safety. Yeah, the life fear wasn't great. She was keeping an eye on you this whole time, though. I don't know if that makes me feel better. Well, not an eye on you, eye out for you, you know, in a helpful capacity. Real bang-up job on that. Uh, sorry. She puts I thought a hand you'd be more jazzed. I I mean I'm certainly quite still still processing this. I um, understand, one hundred percent. There's probably another minute or two of her coming to grips with that information before she's able to really have any kind of coherent conversation with you. Right. I think Athena's just walking and munching and being quiet while she thinks. How? What do you mean? How? How? How is she? How does that make... Uh, it's just... It's ridiculous. I can give you the full story later when we're around less ears, but... That would be nice. It was a hunch. Glad it was right. Me too, I think. Uh, I mean, does this mean she's gonna stop popping out of our appliances? Oh, probably not. I could ask, but... Uh, I would just like to feel as though we have privacy again. I'll ask. Maybe we can relegate her to one appliance in particular and put it in a cupboard. Or maybe just a regular communication system or something. Anything, really. I shouldn't have thrown out the toothbrush. Why would you want to hold on to that? It's kind of neat. It's so small. Huh. She was so little on the counter. That was pretty funny. Less threatening for sure. I'm glad. Do you feel secure about that? I don't. I know she's your grandmother, but... To be doing this all this time, and I I don't think Pavi knew your grandmother very well either. Would have been a moment in passing her talking to Pavi and being like, oh, you're Athena's friend Pa, hello, yep. how are you, type things. But probably based on the estranged nature of your grandparents' relationship with your father, they probably were not super involved with most of that social circle. Mm. So Pavi probably just doesn't know her very well either. Well, um, thank you for telling me. Um... I didn't fully choke, so I suppose it's fine. Hmm. Well, um, did she have anything useful to pass along now that maybe she's being less foreboding and so much. nebulous? But you can't tell me until later, Just right? a little later. Okay. You know, off the street, in the comfort of our own home. Okay, well, I am going to hold you to that. Of course. So you suspected that this was your grandmother. And this hasn't come up before. Why would you think that? I was worried if I, I'd say it out loud, I'd jinx it. 
Because every time I talk about a lead, I feel like it gets through my stupid little fingers. Just sort of jarring. Well. I, I, Athena, this on top of everything else is just weird. She's been just keeping an eye out this whole time, and then she reaches out to me to blackmail me and send me to the surface to, what, fetch you? Well, the blackmail wasn't real. Well, it felt pretty real to me. And just knowing that this is your grandmother, who I've kind of known for a long time, but don't really know, would do this and, and use me as just a piece to, what, move around in your puzzle. Just one more thing that's going on behind the scenes that I don't know about, and yet I get pulled into it, and I can't control it, and it didn't matter in the first place because it's all under control. Well, it doesn't feel that way to me. But you know... Yeah, I know now, and how am I supposed to feel? Again, just someone else's pawn. I mean, she's got to protect herself. Yeah, well, I've got to protect myself too. And so do you. That's what she's trying to do. Well, it's just all good intentions, isn't it? It is. She takes a sad bite out of her hot dog, chews ponderously. Thank you for telling me, after knowing for certain that is the case. I just want to focus on helping your dad today. That's all. Should I have waited to tell you? I mean, I, I, I'm trying to be as upfront as I can, because I love you and I respect you. And I appreciate that. I don't know. I told you to... I've been... There's a fine line, and maybe I don't know exactly where it is either, but I appreciate you telling me. I just need to get my head on straight for today, I think. Would another dog help? <sighs> yes. Well, luckily, there's one on the end of every block, so... She nods and goes back to trying to enjoy what's happening all around you. Persisting forward, she's going to be slightly distracted by this news. Fuck! Not saying it's going to give her a penalty to things, I'm just saying she has a distracted air about her. That's a pretty big bombshell, like somebody who, for all she knows, at the very least has been keeping tabs on her the last couple of months and invaded your home and threatened you. Having to mentally unpack all of that is not... Like, Athena's had hunches this whole time, but didn't know for sure, so... Yeah. It's not really a switch you can just flip. I was worried about something like that, but she's also trying to be a better friend. You guys can certainly meander your way around the festival for a prolonged period of time here. What sort of games do you think exist at Festival? There's gotta be some dunk tanks. My mind always goes back to classic carnival stuff, you know, first and foremost. This is kind of like a harvest festival, right? That's yeah. probably the closest thing to this. <laughs> it's a harvest festival. It's a harvest festival. Dunk tanks, things like tests of strength, you know, ring the bell, throw something through a hoop. There's a carnival game called Wump the Squump, where it uses these little plastic lizards, the squumps, and you have to use a mallet to whack a seesaw lever that throws them into the air, and you have to try to get them into a rotating bucket to win a prize. <laughs> I love that game. Doesn't everybody? Stuff set up in a very ramshackle way in the street. Small prizes to give away. Mostly food. Popular practice here is it's not even just food vendors. People will cook stuff and bring it here to either sell it or hand it out. And it's just, you know, a big communal event to enjoy what the city has. Yeah. The bounty. Especially since food was so hard times, apparently, until Roja's dad showed up. And I think that's where really this all stems from. Caldonix's political structure was heavily influenced by the fact that they were running out of food at one point, and that was one of the major decisions to start opening up trade and stuff with the surface. 
So as that became more bountiful and more self-sustaining, it opened the way. So I don't know how old of a, an event festival is maybe 50 years ago, or maybe it was something that happened in a boom year even before that. It was that. like 30 years back. Athena elbows Pavi and gestures at the dunk tanks that are in a row with different people in them. Maybe they're like local figures. All right, which one of these boys you want in the drink? I'll put them there. There are two dunk tanks side by side. Squatting on the pedestal of one of them is the small frog-like Karnak who you know and love, Phil Nutter. Mm. And in the tank next to him is the skinny arrow form of reporter Slugstone, complete with his newsy hat. They're hollering at passersby, trying to goad them into coming over. Slug is probably dripping just a little bit. Phil is completely dry. Or as dry as a slimy frogman can be. Right. It's very important for me to know what they are wearing right now. Slug is probably wearing something close to what he usually wears. Slacks. A damp button-up shirt. His newsy hat. Naturally. Phil is currently wearing a completely dry pair of boxers <laughs> with little hearts all over him. You guys are far enough away that they haven't spotted you yet. Mm. Poppy wrinkles her nose while glaring in that direction and turns to you with a mischievous smirk. I think you should try to put Phil away because he could always use a bath. <laughs> He's so fucking gross. As you get closer, you can hear Slug Stone yelling at someone. Red-headed woman walking by. This just in, breaking news. You don't have what it takes to sink me. You couldn't throw a bird if it was in your hand and you let go of it. Javi, I bet he's never even seen a bird before. I mean, there's things with wings down here. But he's a reporter. Birds. Someone's walking by and you hear Phil's greasier voice start to overtake Slug. He's sort of squatting like a gargoyle on his pedestal. Like, I guess a frog. I suppose. Say that. <laughs> Leering at a woman as she walks by. Hey, baby, a knockout like you ever knock out a guy like me? Come on, step up. Try your luck. Put me in the drink, you tall glass of water. Bet you can't do it. <laughs> His big tongue comes out and just waggles in the air. Athena walks right on up, fishes out two cubes to put in the collection bin. Balls, please. It looks like uh, another reporter maybe you've seen in the crowd with the called Chronicle, but they uh, nod to you and point to one side where the balls are, are picking up. Wonderful. And at this point, both Phil and Slug turn to see you. Phil says, oh, well, looky here. Look at what the snail dragged in. It's a pretty good one, Phil. I'm a pretty good one. You're going to make me all sopping wet. Going to put you in the fucking soup, Phil. Mmm, can't wait. Oh, I'm so dirty. Don't you just want to clean me up? Mmm. I don't think this is even going to do it, Phil. Hey, where's your friend? She she should come by and, uh, you know, try to put me away. My friend, right here. Pavi. Not that one. The pretty one. Pavi's very pretty. Pavi is standing nearby holding a ball and just like <laughs> her grip tightens and her eyes narrow. Athena and Pavi are going to try and dunk him at the same time on reflex. They're just very used to synchronizing Ava pilots. <laughs> <laughs> the cages that they're in, you know, it's just like loose wire to make some sort of barrier. Yeah. So what do you think? Just together or um, one after the other? Or do we just throw it right at him? Or I have a substantial pouch of cubes. We can just keep this baby going. Okay. Yeah. Together then. Disgusting little man. Ooh, I love it when they get feisty. Mm. Athena would like to throw her ball. <laughs> okay. This is going to be athletics for throwing. Huh, but it's only with one hand, yes. Am I unaffected by my one arm oh, hindrance? Fuck. There's no penalties because you're throwing one-handed. The size and distance from the target is probably going to make this minus four minus for your four. throw. I feel yeah. like Slugs is minus two, but Phil's is minus yeah, four. <laughs> and as you're 
rearing up to throw at Phil. He says, what am I, chopped liver? Not good enough to dunk me, huh? Hmm? Do I just need to be more angry? Do I need to put you down? Oh, we're getting there, slug. Be a nasty little man? Hmm? God. <laughs> Phil looks sideways at him. <laughs> I'm gonna dunk you next. I don't even know which ones I rolled. I rolled them into my pile of D6s because I wasn't fucking looking. God. Well. Let's try that again. Roll them up. It's a four. Minus four. Minus four. I'll spend only one Benny on this. Do you want to roll this. for Pavi? Yeah, I'll roll for Pavi. What's her athletics? D6. D6. One. I will spend one Benny. Okay. Pavi will have her pool of Bennies as well. I would prefer to save those important Bennies. Yeah! No. Oh, God. What'd you roll? A seven. Oh, a seven minus That's four is three. Rough. Do you want to add your conviction? No. <laughs> uh, I would like to spend another cube, get another ball. I'm going to dunk this boy. The first throw you guys unleash, Pavi, hers goes wide, a good amount of space. Yours just barely misses the metal circle. She goes, ugh. Oh, yeah, it's what I thought. Can't land it. Bad, bad. Bad, bad? You don't yep. put a third one on? There's rhythm, Phil. Rhythm to insults. Uh, there's rhythm for throwing, too, apparently. Ain't got that, so... She throws again. Because we all got faults. I hope your dad's as good at cooking as you are at throwing. God damn it, she fails. <sighs> you throw, get an anger. Maybe even before Pavi can rear back, you just throw another one. What'd you get that time? I did get a negative one. However, could I lobby for it to get very close, like maybe whiff the target since you've said it's metal and just have her like push the metal a little bit? To sink him? Yeah. I think you can. Um, could I do it stealthily? That's going to be uh, the bigger question is yeah. go ahead and roll me a stealth. And I think this is going to be... How are you moving the metal? Are you like I think growing the target size? Or are you like moving the arm of it? Or Growing the target size would be pretty good, actually. That's up to you. She just makes the target bigger. Can I do that? I don't see why not. It's I told you it was made of metal, so roll me a stealth at minus two. D8. Forget the minus two because you're, you're using your metal. It's probably not going to show a lot to everyone watching, so it would be more like if they're looking at the target. Mm. So just roll stealth all around. You managed to grow the target size. Just to, I want to see if Pavi notices this. Pavi got an 11. Yep. And she's like about to rear back. She's aiming at the target, watching your ball go wide, and then all of a sudden is it just temporary? Like it grows a little bit? And no, I think it's just bigger now. It's just bigger now. She's just rearing up about to throw, watches it widen a little bit, and then loses her steam, pauses mid-throw, and just turns and looks at you with this almost incredulous look, but also <laughs> incredulous smile. You look at how low you've stooped. Yep. The ball makes contact with the metal, and there's a ping that echoes out into the air, and Phil's seat drops. And as the seat drops, he leaps up into the air, and his tongue fastens on the metal netting of his cage, and he just dangles in the air. Oh, that was pretty good, but not quite good enough, huh? I think that's cheating, Phil. No, I'm just using what I can get to. Can she unfasten it so he falls? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she does this. She's got her hand on her chin regarding him dubiously and then tilts her head a little bit, and maybe it unscrews a very vital screw somewhere that just makes the entire mesh netting fall. He's hanging there, twisting very slowly, dangling by his tongue as he looks at you with maybe a smirk, hard to tell. And then as you pull the metal away, he slips and falls with a 
And as he's falling, the seat is coming back up, clips him awkwardly, and tosses him face first down into the tank itself. You see him bounce off the plexiglass and then tumble into the water with a spurt. She squats down to look through the glass and does a golf clap she knows he can't hear. <laughs> he is able to look up as he's floundering to see you and just Run, narrows, Bobby. His, <laughs> narrows his eyes. Oh, wait, can they get a prize for doing this? Sure. Um, I want a glow necklace. <laughs> As all this is happening, Slugstone is just laughing his ass off. <laughs> Serves you right, you little cheater. The called Chronicle representative seated at the table for the booth regards you with a restrained but knowing smile as you walk over, gestures to a basket of goodies that you can select you. a prize from. Someone had to do it. I'm just glad it was me. Oh no, thank you. Athena quickly selects a glow necklace from the prize basket and puts it on Poppy's head like a little crown. Oh, oh thank you. I didn't even earn this. I suppose you didn't either. But, you know, he cheated. So he cheated. it's fine. But you cheated first, so that's also not great. Obviously, he's been cheating all day. Bye, Slug, she says as they flee into the crowd. I know you didn't have what it takes to sink me. Next year. <laughs> you and Pavi disappear deeper into the crowd as Phil is hoisting himself back up, spitting water out, and begins to holler after you incoherently. See, the thing is, you just can't let him get the last word. It's going to make him so angry. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. You know how uh, those big egos are? I wouldn't know anything about that. No, you wouldn't. Maybe alter egos. Yeah, no kidding. Color is the glowy crown. She picked the blue one because she knows it's Poppy's favorite color. A sky blue. Very nice. Well, I just I had to win you that beautiful crown. Oh, well, I will wear it with pride and dignity. Until we eat something else, and then I become a sloppy mess. Speaking of which. Yes. I need more food. Let's get it. What do you get next? Samosas. What are samosas again? Triangle-shaped boys. You can put a lot of stuff in them. They're usually vegetable, I think, but... So it's like a vegetable dough pocket? Basically. I mean, you can put, like, anything you want in them. Maybe okay. there's some empanadas, too. Mm. Meat, onion, peppers. Good to go. You get all that and you guys are back walking, sloppily enjoying your fried dough-filled treat. Delicious. While you're walking through the streets, you can catch snippets of announcers over megaphones or projection devices that are announcing the cook-off later. You just hear your dad's name, Clint, get dropped in passing. You hear Mobius. Most of the people you see are absolutely... Residents of Caldonics. Mm -hmm. The people who aren't, it's usually pretty easy to pick out toppers who have found their way over here. The main difference being most of the residents are just rowdy, raucous, having a good time. The tourists are looking around with wonder and staying more on the periphery of the merrymaking. But there's so much merry to be making yes, on this, this day of festival. Festival. Do you think festival is like a multi-day event? So maybe this is the first day of the block party. Man, Zadal's going to make so much overtime. <laughs> Good for him, right? It's a very adult thing to be like, yeah, good for him. One of the areas in the agricultural section, which is open during all of this, are the holding pens for all different types of animals. And they probably have some best in show competitions going on, maybe some other um, performance-based items. Are there baby dombas? Yeah, of course. Oh my god. Baby dombas, baby barisks. I would love to see all of them. You can. It's like a petting zoo type area. Maybe that's where they meet Tuka at the petting zoo. There you go. You go to the petting zoo. You can uh, exchange cubes for small bits of food that you can feed them. It's a way that you can help support and give back to the city and make sure you help take care of the animals. And they're also super cute and fluffy. Super cute. The dombas are at least fluffy. They look a lot like little goats or little rams. 
horns aren't too big at that stage. They're super fluffy. The metal hasn't hardened yet, right? Yeah. It's, it's very squishy. It's still squishy at that point, yeah. I wonder if you, if they run into each other, they spark. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. That's fun. Because goats headbutt each other all the time. They have to be very careful to ensure that <laughs> oh, uh, the vegetation is well watered and not prone to being flammable. What if they just have people spritzing down the baby dombas to keep <laughs> them wet? Constantly wet. Do you think it smells real bad? Well, it's the metal, right? Does it rust? Maybe there are special metal links <laughs> for shearing the rust off of baby dombas. There you go. I like that. So sweet. Regardless, you head on over to the animal pens and you find Tuca there leaning against one of the wooden fences on the outside, watching a bunch of people playing with them on the inside of the fence head in one claw looking a little dreamy maybe athena's gonna shatter her out of her dreamy state with her voice and she just goes tuka she blinks and looks over and her face splits into a wide smile oh hey girls well hello hello how y'all doing uh really good we dunked phil nutter oh good you hold him under while you're doing it did he come back up for air we ran away pretty quick we didn't see him come back up he maybe he didn't all right I have a crown. Athena makes one jazz hand by Pavi's head. Pleasure to meet you, your highness. Just a little formal bow, sweeping one arm out to the side. Uh, you better not let your cousin see that. Oh, well, you know, Ton's a baron, not a king, so I feel like I outrank him. That's how that works. I do, don't tell him I said that. We'll he, see. He wouldn't like that. <laughs> I don't think he would mind that much, would he? No, not that specifically. He, you know, he's just not as easygoing, fun-loving as he used to be. That makes sense. You know, like yeah, the office. Office and responsibility will do that to people. How's your daddy feeling, you know, about tonight? He doing all right? I don't quite know. We haven't seen him yet. He he kind of wanted time to just get his head right. So he'll be over at the bar. Pen's coming up soon. So that's where we're meeting. No. Oh. I hope he's not in shambles because that'd be pretty bad. He seems like he could be... The excitable type? He's a kind of a manic fella, but there are two sides to that coin, you know? Oh, I've seen both of them already. You know, in you, maybe. Oh, no. Y'all gotta... very passionate. You'll get real into whatever you're doing. I mean, I had to get it from somewhere, right? What's Tuka wearing today? I think she's wearing one of her breezy tunics. Covers the chest. It goes down kind of in like a skirt. That's cute. Down to thighs, but it's belted in the middle. Looser, breezier. Maybe it's more sundress-like. Predominantly white with some patterning on it. And you see her scale tone flickers and shimmers just a little bit and is slightly a lighter brown than it normally is, so it matches what she's wearing a little bit more. We get a quick shot or two of the gang feeding some baby dombas. Athena's trying to coax one with, like, a whole fucking carrot, but I don't think it's very into it. And she's like, come on. I don't think there's an animal handling skill in this game. Use persuasion for now, I guess. Seven. After trying to coax it with a carrot for some amount of time, it hesitantly walks forward and tries to reach its teeth and big old goat lips out <laughs> and start to nibble at it, try to pull it out of your hand. She ruffles its fluffy little ears. Ah. And away it went. <laughs> yes, crunches a few times and then frolics off again, back into the crowd, scraping against its friends, sending whirring sparks everywhere. The handler's eyes widen. <laughs> Before he pulls out a spray bottle and just mists it a little bit. So cute. He's like, whoop. Can you roll me a notice, please? Yeah. Thirteen. Did you like my math face? I, saw you, I, saw, I was going to call it your math expression, but yes. 
Success with two raises. As you watch the little Domba run back into the pack there, your eyes are drawn off to the side, and just on the other side of the fence, you see two men talking, one of whom, he's a relatively tall man with sepia skin. He has short, vibrant, green, curly hair cut in a fade. He's standing, hands in pockets, mid-conversation with another man. The other man has a light plum skin tone, also tall from here, pretty athletic build, shaggy dark hair. Even after all this time, with your exceptionally high notice roll and your eagle-eyed vision, you know that this is Sekaton. Baron Sekaton, one of the five sitting council members of Caldonix. The others being the curator, Darius, who oversees the mines, the Kassar, Lizeth Rax, or Magnitude Magnificent, who oversees the Cassians and the tunnels, Remington Sato, who is the head of Sato Novi, and Galassi Zadar, the head of Alaricorp. Based on the photograph that you'd been shown previously, you're reasonably certain that he's speaking with Naveen Faj. Athena elbows Pavi and jerks her head towards the fellas talking. Isn't that Roja's dad? She blinks and looks around with you. Uh, oh, yes, that's Faj. How could you tell? Uh, I saw a picture of him. That makes sense. The hair? Yeah. Quite bright. <laughs> Quite bright. Roja's is a little darker. And it's gray. Well, not all of it. Well, most of it. And green, you know. She waves her hand. Just holds her hands up. <laughs> what? Is this a good time to go talk to him? I might as well. Gestures in that direction. Says, I, I mean, I'm happy to come and back you up or whatever. I mean, if you want. I mean, I don't want to cut into your Domba pet in time. There are like three of them right around Pavi. They all start to get excited and move together and sparks start <laughs> shooting at you guys in a cascading wave. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think I'm going to step out. That might be for the best, but you're so used to sparks, all the welding. Yeah, so I've got plenty of that at home. Yeah, I guess. Also, they kind of smell. A little bit. I mean, this whole section of the city smells like a pen, but... That's probably on account of the pens. Well, they've turned the fans on a little higher just to help circulate. Thank goodness. Come on, let's go before they... Let's hustle. She stomps through the muck, probably, constantly spraying it. It's probably really muddy. <laughs> Tuka sees you guys going and catches the conversation, but waves and continues petting animals. Athena would never begrudge her animal petting time. Lepako joins Tuka close enough that he can still keep an eye out, but maybe not intrude. Kind of him. She wanders on over, not knowing how to really insert herself into a conversation that she shouldn't be a part of. She's trying to walk over real cool, real cash, but she squelches into a mud puddle that's a little deeper than she thought it was and falls a little bit. You can have a Benny for embarrassing yourself on purpose. Thank you. Nice. She just goes, bleh. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the interruption. <laughs> how far away are you from them? 15 feet out. Faj was maybe mid-sentence and then pauses and they both turn to you with a quizzical expression. She's leaning forward with her arm out, trying to catch her balance before she takes another step. <laughs> her one shoe is just eaten by mud. Oh, jeez. Gets up to, like, her mid-ankle. Both Faj and Tan turn and regard you. Faj turns and sees you, immediately begins making his way over. Oh my, are you all right? Oh, yeah, just puddle, puddles. <laughs> I'm good, no worries. Oh, if you say so. She squelches out of the hole. Gets a substantial slorp sure. in her wake. He, like, keeps reaching towards you to try to help you, but stays far enough away when you seem to have it on your own, so he yeah. just hovers for a moment. Gives him a thumbs up and a thankful nod. He nods to you as well. 
and he looks like he's about to go back to Tan in his conversation, but mid-turn pauses and looks back to you and says, You're Athena, aren't you? Well, yep. <laughs> That's me. I recognized you from the news. I do seem to be on it quite a bit these days. Especially these days, yes. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> that gets a laugh out of him, just a chuckle. Never plan it that way, do we? No. Are you enjoying the festival? My favorite time of year. That's what I like to hear. You're Naveen Faj, right? Yes. Yes, I am. What gave it away? Well, I saw your picture in Roth's office. What picture is that? It's been a long time since I've been to Photius's office. It was you and uh, Joel and Rasmus all having a good time. Roth was there, too. I couldn't tell if he was having a good time <laughs> or not, but... Another laugh. A broad smile on his face. Oh, that was many years ago, but good times. It looked like it. I can never tell if Photius is having a good time either. Don't take that personally. He's just a hard guy to read. He can be. She thinks to herself in more ways than one. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you didn't get swallowed by the mud. Me too. I did not want to run home and change. I suppose have yourself a nice day. Thank you. I'm actually going your way. Oh, well. I'm hoping to chat with Tan, but I don't want to interrupt. Pavi had been several steps behind you at this point, but definitely catches up. Faj turns to see her and smile widens. Oh, Pavi, I didn't know you would be here too. She gives him a genuine smile and nods and says, well, yes, you know, just gotta follow her around, keep her out of trouble. That's the goal anyway. <laughs> Very good. Well, going back my way, here I go. Here we go. Makes his way back over to Tan, who's been observing observing this whole exchange impassively. He's leaning against the wooden fence of the Domba Pen, just watching as all of this happens. But Sekatan, he's probably about six foot-ish, burlier on the top, standard farm boy physique. I imagine him like kind of stocky. He has dark hair. There's a little bit of salt and pepper there, but not a lot yet late 30s, but the years have not been as kind to him. And he's got the vertical pupils. His eyes are also a very light, icy blue. She gives him a friendly wave. Like, they used to hang out when they were kids. Yeah. He raises a weathered hand that looks blistered and worn from years of hard work. And there's a small quirk of a smile deep within his face and his thick beard. Mm. And he inclines his head as the group of you makes your way back over. How's it going, Tan? Nods to you again. Welcome back to the city, little cousin. It's good to be back. Can't believe I missed so many goddamn festivals. There's been a couple while you've been out. Is it everything you remembered? Maybe even better. Glad to hear it. And Pavi got a crown. I did. I have a crown. I'm a queen now. I outrank you. He tongues the inside of his cheek and rolls his eyes, straightens up a little bit, pushes away from the fence, rolls his shoulders. Sekaton of the Seka clan of which Pavi also belongs. Big, widespread family. It's like the Smith of Nakirs. I mean, that's why she goes as Regulator Pavi instead of Regulator Sekka. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot. There's four to five core Nakir family names, and then a lot of smaller ones that broke away from that, but... There was like, Rotu, right? Rotu? Yep, Rotu Nima. Well... <laughs> there was. There was. <laughs> there was Rotu Nima. He turns to Pavi and says, Well... My station might be barren, but we're not in the process of monarchies or dictators in this city. I'd quite like to keep it that way. Turns and gives a significant look to Athena. She gulps visibly. 
runs the tongue over his teeth again, turns and absentmindedly spits into the pen. So how's your festival going, Taunt? She says, trying to <laughs> steer the conversation back to safe waters. Still pretty early yet. Plenty of work to be done. Time for reveries later on, I'm sure. Me a ham with anything? Quirks an eyebrow. Well, there's always work to be done, but I think we got everything figured out for now. Kind of you to offer. No problem. Yeah, but we're just here, you know, chewing the cud. As it were. Talking, yeah. Going over some of the finer points. Well, we can uh, leave you to it if you want. Well, was there anything you needed or is it just a social call? No, why can't it be both? One usually leads into the other, don't hmm. I just didn't know if Marv had talked to you at all about the cook-off. I'm sure you're aware of it, but... I'm aware of it. I'm one of the judges. Yep. So it'd be quite worrying if I weren't. Yeah, it would be. Mobius is going to cheat. A topper cheating. Clutches a hand to his chest. But I falls know... Falls against the, the fence. <laughs> I know one of the ways guaranteed. He installed something in my dad's grill. Did he now? That's the, the hot goss. That's why I did that whole fucking interview, just to get one nugget of info out of Phil Nutter. That was the reason you did that interview? One of them. Sure, there's plenty more. Seemed like there would have been a better way to go about that. Maybe. All things considered. I'm not a good talker, Todd. That has always been clear, Fina. And Fodge is minding his manners and just off to the side. Oh, like he's in the conversation, but he's not interjecting much. I was just wondering if we could get someone mechanically minded to look at and maybe compare the grills and... If it can't be uninstalled, maybe just switch the grills so Mobius has to use the one that he fucked up. Then it would be a fair fight. He regards you for several seconds as he considers this and then up nods at Pavi next to you. Well, you got one of the most talented uh, mechanics I know. Why don't you ever take a look at it? What do you think, Pavi? I mean, is that sort of a problem for me? Because, you know, I'm going to be involved in the cooking. Is that like a conflict of interest sort of thing? Maybe if it was overseen by a, another judge. Maybe not Donovan Reno. Ton sighs again. Listen, anyone can take a look at it. I'm fine with that. But uh, if Pavi's involved in the cook-off, she shouldn't be the one doing it. Make sure there's no worry of tampering. Things like that. That's a fair point. You want to be there, poke around, be my guest. But uh, make sure you talk to somebody who's handling the particulars. Of course. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. My opinion is I hate toppers, and uh, I'd just as soon see him crash and burn, but it's gotta be a straight competition. So I ain't gonna help you cheat the cheater. As she, fun as she I think that is. Hand. Don't cheapen your daddy's victory by cheating for him. This is gonna be a clean kill for my dad. He considers this, but... <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna snipe him from orbit. I don't know him well, but he's always supported our business practices, and we'd like to return the favor as much as possible. Bet he's feeling all sorts of queasy about this about now. Yeah, I gotta go find him. I know he wasn't coming till later. Gotta psych himself up, get in the headspace. Chefs are so delicate. They get their aprons dirty, but not their hands, eh? (laughs) Well, I don't want to hold you guys up any further. It was nice to meet you, she says to Faj. You as well. Before you go to leave, Ton says, uh, While you're here, uh, Pavi and Faj, you want to give us a moment? Just a moment here. They shrug and nod and walk several feet away. Pavi says, I 
some things I could, you know, need to talk about anyway. So, yeah, sure. Convenient. Convenient. For all of us. Yes. She walks back over to Tan, having walked over to a Domba to pet. What's going on? This time he's leaning over the fence, arms dangling, looking in at the Domba as people are going in to pet them. She hands him a carrot. He takes it, looks at you, and then just takes a bite out of it himself. That was specifically purchased for baby Dombas, Tan. No, get over it. I don't know if this one will, though. She gestures at its big Domba eyes. (laughs) (laughs) He reaches out and pats it once or twice. Nah, he's a good boy. So, I said welcome back to the city, Athena. I think I mean it. Does it feel like home to you? Yeah. Does it? Well, I'm glad for you. Because it don't much feel like it was when you left. Things have definitely gotten worse, but it's still home, you know, at its core. Trying to help, trying to make it better. Are you? Turns and looks at you pointedly. Yes. You've been saying some awful worrying things, cousin. Ugh. And I like to keep calling you that, but uh, you going on those interviews and supporting your grandpappy and everything he's coming out and doing, he's... He's selling this city to the toppers, Athena. You can't see that? You were up there? What do they do, brainwash you? Thought you had more sense than this. He spits into the pen again, goes back to watching the Domba. Licks her teeth. I know you got to meet Lizeth. I did. She's amazing. She's quite a woman. She had positive things to say about you after meeting. Incredibly surprising, because I lost my goddamn mind. Oh, yeah, sure, she knows that you're going a bit over the top, but she thinks you're a good sort. Said you've been working with her. Well, not her daughter, but, you know. I think Tuka calls her her cool aunt. It seems as close as anything. But point being, Athena, this is not the city that you left behind. Things have changed, even in a short time. Ton, I don't know if things can go back to the way they were, just with how entrenched all this bullshit is but we can try to make it better. I'd like to use empathy. Okay. Yeah. Five. Ton's probably got a D8 spirit. Crit fail. Woo! One and a one, so that's a success with a raise. Yeah, and you crit fail so infrequently. I know, it's kind of shocking. Maybe it's more just that uh, in this interaction, his emotions are laid bare, or he's not doing really anything to try to conceal his feelings from you, so it's far easier for you to read. What you get from Tan in terms of his surface thoughts and his emotions, there's definitely a lot of conflict here right now. It seems like he's happy to see you, but there's a lot of bitterness. There's a deep, deep underlayer of worry and concern that just permeates everything else. It's impossible to overlook or miss. It's just there. It's it's so deeply embedded that you could never miss it. His aura is not overly energetic. It's a constant ebb and flow. There's very little fluctuation. It's very steady. He's a steady man. Potentially. And you don't spot anything of concern that would stand out to you as indicating that he's either under the influence of anyone or he himself is different than you knew. Gotcha. You do get a plus two to your social stuff against him. He just shakes his head in small ways as you're talking. I know things have changed, but uh, we got the means to be on our own now. Mostly thanks to that man standing over there. I heard... More toppers coming down all the time. Less space. More worries. They don't care about our city the way we do. They don't care if we get to keep our way of life. They want to change everything, make it more like them. And, uh, guess that's what you want, too. 
I just... I want... She takes a minute. She stumbles through starting a couple times. I just want the city to be safe. Because I've been hearing that Cassians aren't coming back out of the tunnels. We gotta get bodies from somewhere, man. His expression darkens significantly at that. If we're not keeping up with defense in that way, that's... It's a problem. It's a problem. I know in safety there's a complacency or whatever, but Ta on the surface is insane. Mm. The people coming down here are the least of our worries. And believe me when I tell you that. I do believe you. And that's the whole point, isn't it? The ones that are here are the best of them. It got even worse coming down from up there. So why the hell should we be opening our gates even further? You talk about wanting to be safe. Tan, they know where we are now. We can't just turtle up and hide in here. They're gonna come for us if we don't... If we don't push back. You talk about being safe, being complacent. You just spent seven years being safe and complacent in their clutches. And you just escaped and you want to slap a leash, a collar right back on? And you want to fit one around all the rest of our necks? You out of your mind? Athena, anyone, anyone who's who sees what you see, who knows what you know, who knows that things could get far worse and isn't willing to stop the tide right now. You have to know there's a good reason that I'm doing what I'm doing then. Oh, that's what they all say. That's what your granddaddy says. Oh, there's always a good reason. There's always... He spits again. Good intentions. Tan, I can't fix this without help. No one can fix it without help, Athena. There ain't no fixing it. Not like that. There ain't no button to press. There ain't no switch to flip. He'd be surprised. What the hell does that mean? Hey, you want to be cryptic? Go ahead. But unless you start talking sense, I don't want to hear it. Because you made it pretty damn clear where you stand. I never thought it. I wouldn't have expected it from your granddaddy neither, but here we are. Seven years, that's all it took. Seven years to sell out our city, to let the leeches come in and suck us dry. Now, I know they ain't all bad up there. Foz is the best of them. He came down here. He, well, guess that wasn't entirely selfless, but he's as damn near as I've ever seen to a selfless good man. We need a million more of him. I wish, uh, I wish things could be like they were. I think we all wish to go back to a, an easier, simpler time. And that... That just ain't how the world works. We both know that, but... Can't go back. Gotta go forward. Yeah. Make it in the way that we want. Are the wardens... Are the wardens causing problems out here? Out here? Yeah. Why would they? They're everywhere right now. Well, yeah. We don't have a beat on them. I just wondered if you heard anything. I heard about some of the things they're doing, but given their platform of anti-toppers pro-caldonics, they ain't giving us too much trouble, and I ain't complaining about that. I can't say I, uh approve of, you know, wholesale slaughter, but I'm sorry for what they tried to do to your granddaddy. But I also can't say he didn't ask for it. Somebody's gonna get tired of him eventually, Athena. And just trying to hand him the keys to the kingdom. You know I ain't ever gonna give up our city. And I know Lizeth ain't either. And Darius is the one who keeps handing it over more and more. Step by step, little by little. Nothing we say does anything. He always just there's a reason. There's a good reason. You gotta trust me. Well, no, I don't. Not anymore, Athena. He knows that, and you feel free to tell him I told you. 
I do my best to be an honest man, be upfront about who I am and what I represent and what my expectations of others are. But at this point, my only expectation for your granddaddy, and maybe for you, is that we can't trust you to do the right thing. Something you can trust is that I'm already actively working on this. On what? She makes an arcing motion with her hand. The problem. It's not going to go away overnight. I guess it's just hard for me to understand why why you would still think that that'd be a good idea to let them in more, to acquiesce to what they want after everything you've been through. How you could stand there for it. Just take it, even advocate for it. I don't have a good answer for you, Ton. I'm trying my best. That's all I can say. I want the city to thrive. I want it to be like it was. But we can't just evict half of a city because it's their home too now. Bullshit. People are born here. They're not just toppers anymore. They live here, Ton. His lip curls a little bit at that. He's not looking at you and he doesn't respond. I didn't come over here to start a fight. I'm sorry. Well, you ought to be more conscientious of what your actions do. How it makes you look to everyone else. Because to damn near everyone I deal with on a daily basis, you're the poster girl for handing over the keys to the city. It sure is what it seems to be. But do you really think I would do that, Tom? I don't know what to think anymore, little cousin. He turns to face you with a very serious, almost pleading expression. Gone for seven years, we... We looked everywhere for you. We couldn't find you. We thought you was dead and gone or went up with Joel Shin or... I wish I had. We could and use I... some of him right now. You're no kidding. But you were gone for seven years and you came back and all these stories about what you've been through and... I'm sorry. And I can't imagine. It must have been hard, but... I also can't figure out why you're pushing so damn hard. It's like they brainwashed you. And I ain't been around you too long, and I don't have the time to get to know you again, so I'm just stuck here wondering what the hell happened. Me too. He nods to that, and some of the tension goes away. I've only been back a month, two months. Time is an illusion, it seems. Well, it's an illusion until it sneaks up on you and everything changes. Hmm. Change is slower. You don't notice it as much. Ain't that the danger? Bit by bit, piece by piece, inch by inch till you're in a pinch. <laughs> I don't think she can stop herself from laughing at a dumb rhyme. He gives you a, a small but maybe melancholy smile. Ton, I'm trying to help. That's all I can tell you. I know you don't trust me. You don't have to. That's what I'm doing. I certainly wish you luck and uh, whatever you're trying to do so long as it is for the betterment of our city, but... I don't support what you're doing, and I think it's wrong. And I think you're hurting a lot of people, and I wish you'd stop. But I ain't a violent man. I ain't about to wish harm on other people if I can avoid it. As he says violent man, she slaps the empty arm of her jacket, and she's like, other people are taking care of violent actions. I don't think you got to worry about it yourself. I don't approve of their methods. But I don't know what other recourse there is now, Athena. Then joining a cult? A cult? What are you talking Tan, about? that's what the wardens are. They're just led by this topper fuck Krell. I can't find him. 
and his cronies cut off my arm. You're saying he's a topper? That is my heavy suspicion. The place where I was was getting crystals from him, smuggling conduit out of the city. Mm. I haven't been able to find anything about this dude. He wrinkles his nose in distaste. Well, if I learn anything, I'll be sure to tell you about it, but... You don't know a dude named Zeev, do you? Zeev? He was a VFX boy at the Shard. Karnak. Blue. I'll let him roll a common knowledge, but this is going to be like... Heavy penalties. A real long shot, because Zeev was not someone in public eye, as far as you are aware, have been led to believe. But if he is a man of the people... For Ton to know Zeev by name, it's going to be a minus six. Seems fair. Ton is very dialed in to the city. Probably has at least a D8 in common knowledge. So I'll say D8. Here we go. Six minus six is zero. Damn. He shakes his head. He pulls out a small wad of something from one of his vest pockets and shoves it in his mouth. Starts to chew and spits again. I Mm. thought you quit. What can I say? Old habits. Don't I know it? Stresses of the position. Never heard of anybody named Zeve. Sorry. That's okay. Why? Friend of yours? Not even hardly. He nods. I'll keep my ears open. All I know is he hung out with those divers. All the divers that have been going missing on the waterfront. Hmm. Suspect? It's a dead end. Sure. Yeah, regular business. I'm sure y'all can handle it. Sorry about your arm. Eh. It's gonna happen eventually. I'm glad it was just an arm. What'd he say was gonna happen eventually? Gestures to herself. You're sort of a mess. Ain't that enough of a hint for you? What kind of hint? Maybe you're barking up the wrong sorts of trees. I don't know. Hmm. Could be. He shakes his head. Maybe there's the ghost of a smile. You always were determined. It's really the only way you could keep up with our clan anyway. I could barely keep up with Poppy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she does a good job, too. I don't know what else to tell you, cousin. If there's anything I can do to help our city, really help, let me know. I will. Otherwise, you think real hard about what you're doing and what you're saying to people and the the message you're putting out for the city. Because people listen, they watch, and they hear it. Even if they don't see it firsthand, people tell them about it, and then it's all hearsay, and you can't control how that spreads. Tan, I know this sounds silly coming from me, but I do give quite a deal of thought to that kind of stuff. He shrugs. Baffling, I know. <laughs> it just doesn't seem to come out right ever. Thought to mouth, there's some kind of disconnect. Maybe that runs in the family. I don't expect to see your granddaddy here. Me either. I don't know if he's too proud or too ashamed to show his face. What's going on with him? You know why he's doing all this? I... I can't for the life of me figure things out. I'm heading to the mines in the near future. Maybe ask him a couple questions, but I don't know. It's a lie, right? It is a lie. Okay. <laughs> roll your your persuade or your performance. Persuade. He's going to roll his spirit. And I will roll it and not tell you what I got, but I will have him Benny that. Oh, no. Okay, what'd you get? <laughs> you got a 13. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to Benny that. Sucks on his teeth for a moment. Spits again. Nods to himself. That's what I thought. Runs in the family, don't it? We're all just slaves to the ages. 
She wants to persuade Tan that she's not a complete garbage can, and there are reasons she's doing things. Okay. Um, that, that might not be scrupulous or un, but... <laughs> sure. I don't think you're going to convince him that what you're doing is right. But yeah, if probably you, not. But if you're specifically trying to make him believe that at least you believe there's more reasons behind what you're doing that he should give you credit for, then I'll mm. allow that. So, Sekatan, I don't know if you, like, grew up together because there is a little bit of an age disparity, but I think bit. he was the cool older cousin who was always willing to talk to you and Pavi and hang out with you. Yeah. Probably had a couple of those getting older moments. I think she had a little crush on him for a while, but then grew out of it. It's just a fond memory. Sure. I don't think she ever told him, but he's not dummy. <laughs> sure. So has a positive opinion of Athena, but you've also been gone for seven years and you came back and all this weird stuff's been going on. So this one, I think at a minus two. Minus two. Yeah. To just convince him to give you the benefit of the doubt on this. Ton, we're pretty strapped. If the fog riots the other day, there are anything to prove. We don't have enough people. And if, if the tunnels, bra- if one gate doesn't close, we're not equipped for that. It might be a pincer attack if they sense weakness, so it's better to be friends for a little while while we get this stuff sorted out, and then we can figure it out later. Okay, I'll let you make it at a wash then. (laughs) Eleven. Tan listens patiently and thoughtfully, gives you the chance to speak your mind and hear you out. (laughs) To stumble words out. (laughs) After several long moments of silence, he nods, I ain't saying there ain't no sense in what you're talking, Athena, but you're saying they're just going to wait for some sort of pincer attack. We get attacked from below and we can't stop them coming in, and they're just going to wait for that opportunity to take. Well, giving them more in the meantime ain't going to do too much. We know what they want. Greed is quantifiable. We don't know what's below, except it's been killing a lot more people. We're in a rock and hard place but I don't believe giving up any more than what we already have is advisable or a good solution for our continued safety and well-being. It's short-term. And it's going to get even shorter the more we give them. Once they got more of a hold, they barely need us now. They need us because of what we can provide for them because we ain't willing to give it up without a fight. We need something big. We need something that'll give us the edge, be able to push back, Leverage or something, but we can't get it from down here. Where does that leave us? What are we supposed to do? I ain't saying there's an easy answer, Athena, but if this is it, I'd rather go down with a fight than hand it over freely. Well, I know we got Inquisitors going up top, looking into stuff, finding alternatives. He shrugs. It's a big world up there. They're gonna find something. Better find it soon. It's a big world up there that didn't have the good things we got down here. That's how this whole mess started. So we're wishing on a wing and a prayer that we're going to find something even better up there that no one else has. Could happen, sure, but we shouldn't count on it. Well, unless you want to go into the tunnels and strap a saddle onto a kaida, I'm out of options. You know, if it was possible to do that, that would be a good solution. It would be fantastic. I believe you got your heart in the right place, Athena. I just don't think you're doing the right thing. And I hope it don't get you killed. Or your granddaddy. (sighs) But if things are really as bad as we think they are, hell, maybe it won't matter too much longer, hmm? Maybe your granddaddy's got the right idea after all. 
Lick enough boots and when everything gets cleaned up, maybe they don't toss you away with the rest of the trash. He pushes himself off the fence and starts to walk back towards Pavi and Vaj. The last thing she says to him as he's walking away is, Sorry to be just another disappointment on your list. Guess some things do change. Nods a couple times, watching him go, and scratches her neck. Ooh, could I have her give him a space buffer for a second? Check Faj's empathy aura. Sure, yeah. That's a four. Faj also has a D8 spirit. Faj is an intellectual, so he has very high smarts. But yeah, he is Ori. So D8 spirit. Crit fail. Holy shit. Wow. Two crit fails in a row. Well, not in a row, but both for the same thing. Wow. Athena stoops down to pet the Domba, who is still there eating the carrot, mm-hmm. squints over at Faj. His aura is, I think the best word is tranquil. He's standing with his hands in his pockets, having a conversation with Pavi. There's almost a constant smile on his face as they talk. You can see him. His expression is bright. Pavi's matches. You can tell from here that she's having a good time talking to him. The predominant color is the same green as his hair and eyes. It's very peaceful. There's some blue tones, deep thought, maybe a little bit of concern, but nothing really jumps out at you aside from that. And you also don't see anything that overly concerns you. Hmm. Okay. She gives Scampthony Jr. a pat on the head. That's what she's named him. Yep. And heads on over after giving Tana cool down sec. Sure. If you've given enough of a space buffer for that to happen, you see Tan walk over, say something to the two of them, and then walk off in a different direction. They both look after him, and then Faj and Pavi continue speaking for at least another few seconds as you're walking over. And it looks like he's starting to make his exit, but hasn't Mm -hmm. quite made it by the time you get there. Athena tosses another carrot on the ground for the nearest Domba as she rejoins them, dumping the rest of her vegetable on the ground because she doesn't think she has a lot of time now. One or two little Domba kids bleat, immediately rush over and start bumping into each other, trying to nibble at the pile of vegetation, causing some sparks to fly. (laughs) All she says is, oh, so sweet. Pavi and Faj laugh as well. He turns to Pavi and says... I know Roja's around here somewhere. Athena nods with worried eyes that she's trying to turn away from her dad. I think he did. <laughs> well, I've much to attend to, but it was nice to meet you, Athena. Pleasure. And I hope you enjoy your time. He glances from Han, who is still walking away, back to you. Gives you what I'll call a passive smile. Mm. I know Tan can be prickly at times. I expect this has something to do with... You, specifically? Yeah, (laughs) she says very bluntly with a a bit of a thousand-yard stare. Gives a small chuckle again. I know it's difficult not to take these things personally. He's concerned, as many are. I am too. I understand. (laughs) I know you've spoken openly recently in support of your grandfather's policies, shall we say. I know many will and do speak ill of you for doing so, but I think you're wise to pursue the path of temperance. I just wanted you to know that I find that commendable. Thank you. Alaricorp was my stepping stone to a new life. You've been to the surface in some capacity, so you know how it can be there. Many work themselves, quite literally, to death for such an opportunity. Caldonix became my bastion, is my bastion. My home. Just looks around in general. 
I helped build this. We all did. It's all of us coming together. We should all be able to exist peacefully and with ample resources to sustain ourselves. And there's only one reason we cannot, and that's the greed of the few. There's still so little that we know or understand, and we can't begin to understand the dangers all around us until we can look past the perceived danger on our doorsteps. Oliracorp chooses not to understand this. They know what they do, or at least the drivers at the very top know this. But we're all people. We're all just trying to live a better life. I don't believe in engineering technologies of death and war. That's why I devoted my life to something better, something greater. It does seem like your work tends towards the opposite from what little I know. I would like to think so, and I think many would agree without being modest. And I don't know which of your vegetables I have consumed, but... <laughs> Mwah. Most of them. That's what I assumed. <laughs> I know that uh, being a regulator can't be easy. Decisions you have to make on a daily basis, many of which involve life and death. My hope is that you will always err to the side of life. But, and he glances to your arm, I know it's not always so simple. Be nice if it was. He has a sad smile, but nods. Rumples one of their ears like, look at it go, it loves it. He has a very warm smile. Yes, they're wonderful creatures. Bunch of scamps. Scamps? He sort of purses his lips in a, hmm. Is that not the term for a herd of baby dombas, a scamp? <laughs> it should be. He blinks. I don't know if there is a specific word that isn't herd. Well, we should talk to somebody about that. I'll leave that in your capable hand. Oh, I only know your father by reputation, but I hope he wins. He uses a lot of your vegetables, so... I'm glad to hear that. Did you do those onions that are really thick? Small, approving smile. I'm not responsible for everything that comes out of our department, but I can take credit for those. I like to call them shallots, because there's a lot of them. That's really good. You should all come around for dinner sometime. That sounds nice. I'm quite a chef. I'm really? Not, I'm, no, not at all. <laughs> That's why I like vegetables. Simpler to prepare in many cases. And so versatile. I'm particularly fond of the new breeds of Celtus we've been growing. New breeds? Yeah, they're experimental. Are they crunchier? Well, some are. Oh. Leans back with a hand on her hip a little impressed. Tell you what, you come over sometime and we'll, I'll, I'll let you taste test all of them. Well, it sounds like we have a lot to talk about regardless, so... Tentative yes. Quirks an eyebrow at that. A lot. I just like your way of thinking. Great minds. <laughs> well, Oops. she says with a look down at herself. <laughs> Great minds is not a measure of intellect. It's a measure of character. Perceptions. Don't sell yourself short. Believe in yourself. And he pats a hand on your shoulder and gives you a smile and looks to Pavi. And then back to you and says, There's always more to be done. I should be off. Don't let us keep you. Well, it was a pleasure while it lasted. I think she shakes his hand, extends hers. Yeah, he's got a firm grip, gives it a nice shake. Good. After that final nod, he turns and begins to make his way in the direction that Tom disappeared. She absentmindedly takes the crown off of Pavi's head and puts it on hers with a thinking sort of look. I don't remember abdicating my throne to you. It's a coup. You can't reach it. <sighs> Damn it, you know I... <clears throat> She shoves you. Not hard, but playfully. Don is pretty 
upset with me. I I didn't want to jump to conclusions, but it makes sense. Does not surprise me. No. Most people are, from what he's said. Oh. But echo chambers and all that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tarn isn't really one to tell tall tales, but... No. Yeah, I mean, he's also around a very specific type of personality, so it's only some of them. But, I mean, you had to know that, right? You come out on you know, in the news, and the vids, on the monitors. I just assume people didn't watch it over here as much. It's not about people watching, it's about people hearing about it. Mm. Some people are going to watch it and they're going to talk about it and then people are going to hear about that and talk about it and the more they talk about it, the less accurate it gets. So, who knows? Oh boy. Maybe you ought to start trying to have more of a presence over here too. I don't know what you do, but just get the word out, you know? The Shazad count? If you're going in as Athena, mm. as opposed to the conduit... Well, that won't work. I'd have to rebrand my leotard. Gee, nah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so Roja's dad seems pretty cool. Faj is a good man. Really, he's one of the most important people in the city, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, that wasn't lost on me. But he's just, he's a nice man. He's got a good heart and he's trying to help and he has helped quite a lot. But he did sort of defect from Alaricorp, so they're not always a fan of his, but they also know how influential he is and he speaks up in support of peaceful resolutions, mediation. God, I would love some peaceful resolution for once. <laughs> she inflates her cheeks with air and then shrugs. I think we'd all like that. Is Roja coming to the cook-off? I think so. I figured she might, but I was also... Yeah. I mean, I don't think she's going to come up and talk to you directly or anything, but, you know, she's coming to support your dad. We spent a lot of time at the restaurant. You know, I it's know. Not like they're really close, but they know each other. She's they... good people. Of course she'd come. Thoughtful and all that. She says, flailing her arm with the crown bobbling on her curly hair. Pavi purses her lips to hide a smile. Is Tuka just covered in baby dombas right now? Like, what's happening with Tuka? Oh, yeah, Tuka's still just rolling around on the ground. Ah! <laughs> That's adorable. Maybe there's a spot that's, like, more grassy. You guys have been within sight. She has been able to tell that you're not, like, leaving the area. Yeah. Yet, so. As Tuka frolics with Baby Domba's, Lepako stands off to one side with a restrained but pleasant smile. Tossing some corn bits. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, it's about that time, everybody. Let's go to the bars, Pens. There's a round of murmuring assent, and your friends move to follow you. She tries to shake off her muddy foot as she goes... Middling success. Could I roll an agility <laughs> to see how much sure, mud see, I can get see off how with clean one kick? See how clean you are with one kick. That's a five. Most of it. Please with that. As you kick the mud off your foot, Lepako speaks from behind you. Wow, you really uh, missed your opportunity to be in the mud kicking business there. It's a pretty weak burn, Lepako. I was lying. It was a pretty weak kick. There we go. <laughs> she claps his back. Man, you just go out of your way trying to say something nice and just gotta tear it all down. Kick that mud so hard your foot went right in your mouth, huh? <laughs> Fuck. I don't even have a response. Lepako knows this and smirks as you continue to walk in silence. But shamed they, silence. What? Shamed silence. There's the shamed silence <laughs> aspect for sure, yes. Because she's not always good with a retort. Mm -hmm. However, she does have to be a little bit more prickly with him in public. Sure. 
So See, I I as the person running the game can be like Tuka and Pavi high five Gene. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you go from there? I'm not In having the downward any. spiral. <laughs> Athena and company make their way to the Barisk pens. Not too far away, I don't think. No, this is, I mean, all the livestock is generally kept in the same area. And this place is not as muddy as the Domba area, but still probably gross on it's the ground. It's a bit sticky. Maybe a little lots slick. Of, <laughs> lots of eggshells everywhere. Crunchy. Crunchy, but slippery. It's a very fine line. Yeah, it's weird. You only get it around big snails. <laughs> yeah. But the barisk pens, they don't need to be very big because, as it turns out, barisks don't move around a ton. But barisks, as we might recall, can be anywhere from very tiny, the size of an average snail, to quite large, like the size of a small pony. Which happens to be the case for this particular barisk that you are walking towards. There he is. My boy! (laughs) She says aloud. You find Clint tending to one of the stalls and you can see the neck, head, and eye stalks of... A very familiar barsk to you. Cooper. Cooper, yes, your father's prized animal companion and occasional award-winning... He's a prized boy. His crystals are very nice. What does Gooper look like? Gooper, he is a mostly purple boy, like a grape Fanta, but in snail form. (laughs) He's got some little speckles of different purples down his head. His crystals are very large and pink. They're jaggedy off of his shell, but in a very aesthetically pleasing formation. The fancy barisks, the ones that grow to be this bigger, much more sought after than the younger ones, do you think it's like a different species or do they just grow to be this big over time? With the proper care, they can grow to be this big. But Gooper is like, shit, how old is Clint? Definitely 50s because Athena's almost 30. I figured they had Athena young. Yeah, Clint is probably between 50 and 55. Then Gooper would have to be like 40. He got him when he was a kid at a fair. Gotcha. Oh, man, he's an old man snail. He's an old man snail. Like but that. snails, you know, they're eternal. They can live a long time. Can they? Barsks can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. This is great. Mm-hmm. It's world building. Mm-hmm. Gooper does smell like ginger, the flavoring of the mucus that he creates, based on what you've told me. So gross, but... Yeah, the barsks have flavored slime. Gross, but apparently delicious. <laughs> Listen, I'm not eating it, but... Yeah, no, I get it. It's Caldonics fan- loves it. It's a fantasy setting. Science fantasy. Does he have those little face tentacles that make it look like a mustache? Yes, he does. It's wonderful. They've gotten longer with age. Probably. When you walk up, Clint, who is still dressed in his normal work clothing, you know, sloppy outfit to be over here. You can tell he's talking to Gooper, mm-hmm. petting his long, gross neck. Only the underside is gross. It's Gooper that notices you before Clint. <laughs> Shit. Roll, can you please roll Gooper's notice? Uh, probably a D4. D4. He's not a wild card. Uh, Blew up a four. Holy shit! And do a three. Seven. Cooper. His head and his eye stalks swivel and turn towards you. His eye stalks perk up a little bit and they (gasps) extend out of his head just a little bit more as he sees you. She goes over even faster. She hasn't had a chance to go see Cooper yet. Clint turns and breaks into a smile when he sees you. Hey, Dad. Oh, hey, sweetie. How you doing? Having a good chat? Oh, always good chat. Yeah. I think I might uh, die of no. stress and apprehension. No, no, no. You know, generally speaking. I'm not worried about it, because I know you're going to crush him. You're going to grind his stupid little bones to dust. Metaf- metaphorically speaking, uh, I, I don't really want to open that particular can of worms. I will crush him to dust in this competition. Crush his spirit to dust. That, that's yeah, legal. I can do that. That's, that's legal. legal. That's true. I'll, I'll I would that. know. I'm a regulator. <laughs> Patsy on the shoulder. Did Gooper have any encouraging words? 
He said, it's good to see you. Can you tell him it's, it's good to see him too? And she gives him a big hug on his goopy neck. Leans his head down on your shoulder like a cat. Squelches. Yeah, gross, but adorable. She gives him little pats on his head. He's here for a bested show, as he has been for many years. And are there any fierce competitors? I'm not seeing any. I'm not too worried about it. Think he's got this one in the bag. Crystals are looking bigger. Thank you. Do what I can. Just pretty good, all things considered. Flicks one of the tips of the crystals makes to like make a, a, a ringing noise. Yeah, it makes a resonant chime. Gooper opens his mouth and it echoes out from him a little bit. Too. <laughs> oh shit, that's really cute. Is there anything I can do for you? Ah, oh, I mean... Stay as far away from the cooking table as possible. I would never say that. I appreciate... That's because you don't have to. <laughs> I appreciate everything you've done and all the support. See, I'm going to work the crowd. I'm going to be in the crowd and I'm going to get them hyped. That would be very helpful if you could do that so that I don't dive embarrassment or anything. Whew. My gut says Mobius might have hired some hecklers, so if you hear them, just funnel your rage into the spice of whatever you're cooking. I'm well practiced at this. This, uh, this wasn't, you know, the biggest mistake I've ever made, right? I know I've asked you this uh, before, but it seems like now's probably the last time I'll have to ask that before this happens. I think it's the biggest opportunity you've ever made. Wow. Look at all these people! All the people who are gonna come and see you cook? That's a gift for them. Ooh, let's hope so. Thank you for uh, supporting me in this. I, I appreciate that. Doesn't always run in the family, you know. Maybe people can surprise you. Sort of bobs his eyebrows and rolls you, his you eyes at that. You never know. Alright, well, I should, uh, I should probably get over there. There's still some little bit of time yet, but... Yeah, we're gonna have some people look at the grills. Mobius in installed something in yours. What? What did he install? Uh, what do you some, mean? It's, it's some kind of temperature controlling device. We're gonna get that deactivated for ya. Where, uh, where did you find this out about? <sighs> Phil. Uh, Phil Nutter? Yeah. I That's guess. why I had him over for dinner. Ah, I see. That's... I Makes more sense, right? Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. That's, uh... It's good to know. I'm thinking we just switch the grills, and then if he tries to use it... Clint opens his mouth to argue, but pauses and then closes it while he's thinking, I want to win fair and square, but I also don't really want to be at the hands of a cheater, so... If he tries to cheat, that's on him. He's made that malicious attempt. I suppose, but maybe... If you find something, just put a stop to it. Well, I could do that, too. We're going to go take a peek. I'm going that way, too, so I guess we... We are all taking a all peek. All go together, yes. Off we go. Where's Mom? Is she coming later, or...? Your mother and Rui are going to show up later on, bring some uh, some choice ingredients that were on the allowed list. I know they're going to provide us with sub as well, but uh, we'll see. Well, I mean, if you have the choice to use really good stuff, I think you should do that. Of course. Okay, bye, Gooper. I love you. Pats his little eye stalks. Aw. They blink one at a time. Maybe she wiggles his little mustache. Aw. <laughs> but then you and your entourage are able to make your way over to the shard. What color do you think the shard is today? Maybe it's like a yellow, red, and orange flickering like fire. Ooh, yeah. Cooking competition. That's it. I like that. As you walk closer to the shard, the projected announcements 
over loudspeakers and equivalent technologies become more pronounced. Mostly it's advertising the start time of the competition, which is two hours from now. The Shard has a steady source of foot traffic. It's fully open at this time. All of the food and memorabilia stands are still open. There are still vendors on foot walking around hawking their wares. No active fights going on. At this point, a lot of people are still filtering into the arena. Well, if it's two hours away, makes sure. sense. Yeah, and there's still a lot of posters and signage everywhere advertising the competition, even more pronounced here. Man, I'm excited to see him VFX in the fog doing the cooking. You're able to flag somebody down who works there to find out where you're supposed to go, and they direct you to the appropriate chamber that will lead out there. The competition is taking place in the actual arena of the shard itself. My goodness. And of course, the size can be reworked and all of that to some extent. As they're walking out of the archway to get to the main floor of the shard, she's like, guess I'm not the only Sedaris performing here. It's quite a different competition this time around. Maybe a better one. Well, you said it, not me. (laughs) The actual arena floor of the shard at this point, there's a decent amount of activity. People out there setting things up, moving around. This is pre-show work that's done. If you've ever been to any sort of athletic competition, there are people out there tending the field, setting up seating arrangements. Not that there's grass to cut here, necessarily. No. Nope, just solid earth, nice dirt floor. But they've set up a number of mini stages around the arena. Hmm. One looks to be a seating area. One of them's probably for the announcers themselves. And then there are two large cooking stations set up on raised platforms. And then a third platform in between them that is currently empty. Athena nods approvingly. They raised the cooking stations. Good. Why is that good? Because it means they're important. Ah, I didn't know if there was an ulterior (laughs) thought process here that I was missing. And Clint says, "Uh, all right, uh, I need to go check in with these other folks here to let them know I'm here. And then uh, I think there's some behind the scenes stuff that uh, I have to do before we get started here. All right. Well, you're a champion and I love you and you're going to cook some amazing food. She gives him a very tight one arm hug. He hugs her back. I love you too, sweetie. Uh, just if you want to come and say hi one more time before it all starts. I can do that. I'm yeah. going to go find whoever's setting up those grills. Uh, good luck, and thank you for all of your help. She finger guns at him, very cash, to show him how cool beans this whole day is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> with a little... Javi says, I should probably go with your dad for now. They're expecting me as well. Get everything taken care of. I'm going to try and find a mechanic. Maybe somebody's already hooking up the grills. Maybe. I don't know. I'll go see. Okay, go bye. She Pavi. claps her shoulder as she's walking away. Probably with Tuca and Lepaco. And Lepaco. Pavi and your dad wander off, and you're going to go try to find the people in charge of the grills? Somebody who looks like they're coordinating things. Yeah. Roll me a notice. See if you can identify somebody in particular. <laughs> 13. Yeah, there are a bunch of teams that seem to be coordinating to move things either from underground or from one of the adjacent tunnels. One person that stands out to you appears to be directing the others. They are Karnik, probably somewhere between a turtle and an ankylosaur, if that gives you any... Ankylosaur is the one with the little hats, spikies. Yeah, they have spikies on the side. They have a shell. They've got the club tail. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so got a beak mouth, but a smoother head, and she's a mossy green color, pointing around and directing people to do stuff. Does she have a turtle shell? Not a conventional turtle shell, maybe plating or rough ridges. And she does have a a small horn on her head. Athena flags this person down. Hi, we're with uh, Clint Sedaris. This Karnak gives you a quick once-over, but turns back to somebody else who's coming up to hand them something to sign, and she just says, okay, 
And what do you want? I got some troubling info about my dad's grill. Something was installed prior to the competition. We just like a mechanic to compare the grills and take out anything that shouldn't be there. They take a long moment to blink and stare at you. Scratches her neck, worried. You think that we haven't done our jobs and done a once-over on this already? Listen, I'm just telling you what my intel got. Your intel about this cooking competition. It's been rigorous. She says with the utmost seriousness. Looks a little haggard as she says it, thinking about all this shit she had to do for Phil. Make a persuasion. Yeah. Fours all around. Okay. Heaves a big sigh. This guy's not above cheating, as we've seen for years past. We just need to make 100% sure he's not going to try anything. <sighs> All right. She will wave somebody over and snap her fingers and then gesture off towards a direction and say, This lady's concerned that somebody's going to try to fix the grill, cheat with the grill or something. If you want to take a look. That'd be nice. Shrug and walk off. Is that going to be all, miss? Could I go with them? She arches a brow ridge. Well, how do I know you're not going to do something? Because I don't have any tools? I only have one arm, and she flaps her empty jacket sleeve. Fine. Fine. Thank you. We'll just tag along. We appreciate it. Goodbye. So the worker who's walking away now is actually Arrow. You want to tell me what this Arrow worker looks like? Maybe their head's like a little gethy, like a flashlight for looking around in places that can illuminate on a longer neck. Probably pretty standard build, though. Maybe slightly burlier arms if they need to lift stuff. Well, you follow him down one of the tunnels. Looks like they haven't moved the grills out yet. Down a couple of quick corridors to what appears to be a storage room where there are two grills being kept. Mm. And he just sort of gestures at him. This here's the spot where you know I can take a look. Is that what you're wanting me to do? You just want me to take a look at the two different grills and uh, what are we looking for again? Uh, something that would maybe around like the temperature regulation. I don't really know a lot about grills. I just know what it's supposed to do. Maybe it's simple, like it's behind the knobs. I don't know. It's just supposed to mess up his temperature control. Well, given that you had specific information as to, like, the nature of what you were looking for, and you've told this person, I think I'll reduce the difficulty of them looking for it, but this person's not a wild card. Okay. They probably have a D8 if they're a professional and this is what they do. Probably. I'll roll the D8 to see if he can locate what you're telling him about. I'll make this an extended task, so I'll give him three rolls to see how many successes he can accumulate here, okay? Can I assist? Sure, I think this would be a repair roll. I do have repair. Do you? You have a d4. Okay, then yeah, you can go ahead and assist if you want. Oh god. Ah, oh, yes! Nine. The success with a raise, so it adds plus two. Okay, you ready? Yes. Roll number one is a two, plus your plus two, that's a four. Roll number two is a seven, roll number three is a four. So he's got three total successes out of three rolls. How did you support him in this? She's trying to talk him through it with technical jargon. She doesn't fully understand, but she's heard Pavi say. Uh-huh. <laughs> Apparently she bullshits her way through it well enough where he's like, ah! Okay. His voice comes out of a speaker that's on his flashlight head. Hey, uh, yeah, it looks like there's a dinghy down here on the uh, temperature regulator control reciprocation unit. I knew it, that bastard! Looks like there's uh, there's one over here, too. On uh, One on both of them. Match and set. Look at that. It was in both of them. And they should not be there, huh? 
I mean, the temperature regulator is supposed to be there, but there's another little doohickey attached on the back, and i never seen one of these, but you know what this does? Points it out to you. Do I know what it does? Yeah. I think it's a shortwave transmitter. Do you have the electronic skill? No. Would you like to roll that untrained? Yes. Okay. I'm going to roll his D6 electronics. He got a five. Yeah. Six. I mean, she's used radios on the surface. Makes sense that she'd have some shortwave knowledge. Maybe. Oh. I must be very short we've to be able to work in close proximity to all this stuff working on, you know, going around here. It's the other guys, you know, at the other grill right over there. Probably not that far away. I guess that's true. Well, let's just get both of those uninstalled. Okay. And I will... Can I hold on to them? Actually, is a uh, proof... Can I... What's your name? Can I find you after the competition? Or maybe before the competition? We just got to talk to this lawyer real quick. My name is Leighton. Sure. Yeah, if you, I'm happy to back you up on uh, whatever we just found here. Sounds good. Excellent. She's hoping Kip Ma's around. That was exciting. Huh? That was exciting. Bit of, bit of investigative work. I feel like I'm an inquisitor myself. Some days I do too. Well, thanks, Leighton. Uh, well, I guess we, you'll be around. We can find you later. Yeah, I'm usually around if there's work to be done. Cool beans. You need more food, huh? Yeah, sorry. I know that doesn't <laughs> land with you. <laughs> My bad. As you two ferret around and crawl all over these grills trying to find what's what, Tuka's just leaning against a nearby wall looking quite bored. Is this what it's like being an Inquisitor? Because damn, this seems boring. Well, that's why we're not. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's got to be the one, right? Athena and Tuka kind of take some of this downtime to wander around the stadium, see who's filtered in, get some snacks before they have to meet her grandma and her aunt. Go ahead and make me a notice. I will allow your streetwise to yes. to apply here. So six. As you, Tuka and Lapaco, who's trailing behind you as usual, meander your way through the shard, just looking at all the stalls and the memorabilia that's being sold, great murals and frescoes on the wall. Athena's got like a fried dough thing being jammed in her mouth. So you turn around as you're taking a giant bite out of your fried dough and you spot Roja standing several feet away. She is holding what looks like a veggie wrap in a bit of crinkly paper. You just have one of those deer-in-the-headlight moments where neither of you had previously seen one another, and <laughs> oh, now no. you both spot each other at the same time. She looks just as surprised to see you as you are to see her. What do you do? Frantically trying to swallow, she waves her stick hand in what could be a hold-on-a-second or a hi sort of gesture it's unclear she's mid-chew as well and finishes well flicking eyes between you and tuka after she's finished swallowing says i i will take that for hello you could how's it gone well thank you and you well thank you veggies huh her mouth is slightly pursed and she just blinks very slowly Yes, veggies. But there's so many other things to eat here. Have a nice evening, Athena. Okay, goodbye. Turns around and leaves. Nitpick right away. <laughs> yeah. I like you can have a menu for that. That's good. Thank you. For being true to character. <laughs> yeah. It feels, I respect that. It feels on form. As Roja's beginning to walk away, she grabs in her little messenger bag and pulls out a giant fucking cookie and taps her shoulder. There's for you yep we didn't get one the other night you said you wanted one goodbye and she leaves 
She's surprised as you shove a giant cookie into her hands and begin to make your exit. And I think you just hear her say, uh, uh, thank you. Tuka, I don't think this is going so well. And <laughs> she says as she's fleeing. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I think you say that to empty air as Tuka is trying to catch up with you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, if you fled real fast. Yeah, it's one of those. It could have gone worse, you know? It could have. I mean... I could have just left, but it would have been weird if I didn't say something. Probably. Cool. Think that at least uh, shows that you're not trying to burn bridges, maybe? Uh, although I am very good at it. Sure. And who doesn't love a delicious cookie at the end of the day? Everybody likes a cookie. Athena's gonna go and meet her grandmother and aunt under the star of the big mosaic wall. They have a standing appointment. They're dressed in complementing colors. Coordinated. What do you think they're dressed in? Shades of gray and black with like a little bit of yellow accents, but it's opposite where it is on both of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Okay, that's cool. Pants suits. <laughs> <laughs> your grandmother Cressida and your aunt Fiora Sedella both stand waiting to greet you. They're both Vel woman of above average height. What, what is Athena's height in reference to the other women in her family? She's about the same as them. Cressida's a little shorter now, probably just due to age. Age, yeah. Fiora's probably still about that height. Everybody in that family's pretty tall. And her mom is so short. Yeah, your mom is much shorter. Not so short in comparison, though. Feels tiny. Most Vel are tall in life. They both have dark hair. Cressida's is speckled with more gray and steely color. Cressida's eyes are blue, while Fiora's are the same yellow as yours. Cressida's got that blue tattoo around her throat. They both have an elegant posture, sharp angular features, although Fiora's facial features are a little bit more square like your grandfather Darius. Cressida stands, leaning slightly on a cane, which you note she did not have during your last meeting. That's some good misdirection. You're making your way over, and Fiora is the one that spots you first and raises a hand in salutation. Ah, she hustles on over. Your Aunt Fiora is happy to see you, gives you a tight hug. Which she returns just as tightly and whispers, sorry, I haven't been back over. Fiora ruffles the back of your head a little bit during the hug, says into your ear, I completely understand, don't worry. She just nods against her head. It looks like you've been trading favors all around. Well. That's how the game is played. Wheeling and dealing. (laughs) Always on the move. It would have been easier if I still had a bike. (laughs) Cressida laughs and gives you a tight hug as well. So, how is Clint doing? How is he handling everything? I've seen him worse. Even very recently, uh, he talked to Gooper for what I assume was most of the morning. So, I think he's okay. Do you think it's a stress fugue state? It could be something like that. He's prone to those. But he also does really good work during those, so... um, Tuka is sort of standing off to one side. Oh, she didn't introduce her. Politely just keeping to herself. Oh, God, I'm sorry. This is Tuka. Tuka, this is my Aunt Fiora and my grandmother, Cressida. Exchange handshakes with professional smiles. Oh, and my uh, regulator escort, Lepaco, is back there. You probably never met him, she says to both of them. Cressida especially gives you a conspiratorial smile out of one corner of her mouth. (laughs) Yeah. And Fiora says, well, I'm sure you're in excellent hands. It's a pleasure to meet you, Tuka. Oh, yeah. Uh, You you both as well. Roll me a notice. Yeah. Seven. Tuka definitely seems reserved. Hmm. Not at ease here. Gotcha. I'll get her to safer water suit. 
Dear, did you ever figure out what that Moby's fellow was going to do to try to sink your father's prospects? Couple different ways, and we uninstalled some shortwave transmitters from the grills. So we've had a very productive day. Oh, it's very good. Probably got some other step up his stupid little turtleneck sleeves. Well, it's always best to be prepared for those things. I can't really affect much of it from the stands, but I'm trying to prep him as, as well as I can. Well, you might not be able to do anything physically from the stands, but you could still provide technical support. What do you mean? I could connect you mentally, and you could exchange information at range. So if something else does come up, you would be able to notify the correct parties. That would be amazing. Yes, I am quite talented, dear. She nods fervently. Thick Fiora rolls her eyes. <laughs> well, if you can take us to Clint. Uh, he was in one of the prep tunnels. Shouldn't be too far. They go down through some stairs. Do you think there's like a stone escalator? Oh, or it's just is it moving stones. Yeah. That's fun. I think that's fun. There's somebody that has earth or stone yeah. powers who just stands there constantly making it go. It's definitely not necessary, but maybe on a high volume day like this. Yeah, just an attendant who stands nearby just, and makes it go. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> makes a hefty grinding noise, but it's not like unbearable. It's just a present vibration. As you are turning to make your way back that way with your small group, at one point, you all pass Lepaco, who is just in the crowd. You hear Cressida say something along the lines of, Oh, pardon me, sir. Oh, not at all. And then just keeps going. What a professional. Athena leads them down to the room they were supposed to be in. I think it is a prep locker room, right? Like, this is a place where some aspirants probably go before matches. Yeah. Row of lockers, a couple of tables and chairs set up, a couch to lounge in. Some refrigerator units for today. Yeah, there you go. Table full of magazines. Clint is pacing, arms behind his back, just back and forth, back and forth. Pavi is seated at a table with her legs up on the table. They're in conversation when you guys walk in. I mean, what, what if he cheats again? What, what else is it going to do? You know, we're not going to be ready for him. Well, you say that. Startles a little as you all enter. Oh, so, uh, wow, such a crowd. Hey, hi, Bob and Fiora. Fiora and Cressida come in and exchange hugs and small pleasantries. And Cressida says, Yes, Clint, you know we're here to support you and what you believe in. I know you can do it. Athena nods like, oh, thank God. Can grind that nasty little man to dust. Athena nods harder because <laughs> that is exactly what she said earlier. I think there's a moment where his eyes widen a little bit and flick to you and then back to her. She's just looking on with a pleasant smile. <laughs> As this little rat of a man has tried to cheat once already, it's best to be prepared for anything else that might come up, in so much as information and being able to communicate this to outside sources. I agree, yes. That's a good call, Dad, huh? Uh, sure, he says, not catching on and looking between you. I guess I could just, if something pops up, let one of the judges know, or... You could do that, or... Cressida rolls her eyes and just smacks him on the arm and then smacks you on the arm and Ow. just a light whap. Cressida gets a 10 and casts Mind Link. Nice. Athena, you feel that warm mental pressure against your circlet. And as always, when she's relatively non-threatened, she'll lower it down. As Cressida is going around, attaching you all to this psionic link this mind web. You notice Pavi's expression flicker. There's obvious apprehension in her eyes, but her expression changes like she can hear a sound that the rest of you can't. 
you notice a slight flickering in the red light on the tips of her ear implant. Good to see it's working. Hope she knows how to turn it off. Well, it's always good to have more test runs. You don't hear that, right? Shakes her head. She gives you a thumbs up. Good. That's what I like to hear. She turns to Cressida and gives her an appraising look, which Cressida returns somewhat neutrally. And then after several seconds of bordering on awkward silence, (laughs) Pavi says, you're uh, bigger in person. Cressida gives her a deep but knowing smile. Well, appearances are everything, as I'm sure you know at this point. This time, her voice comes mentally. Maybe just don't show up unexpectedly coming out of the grill as a blue light or anything like that. You can give me a bit more credit than that. I'm here to help, after all. I hope we really don't need all this help. I hope it's just a real clean, good fight, even though we know he's definitely already cheated once. Good, clean fight. They both physically turn to you and give you not a withering stare, but just a, like, oh... You sweet dear. She just has a big pain smile, too big, like <laughs> like tilting her head back a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So she connects you, Pavi, and Clint, and then she says, "Well, there you are." Oh man, it's been a it's been a long time since uh, linked up this way. It's kind of weird. You used to do this a lot. Only if they were going to be out on their own for any specific period of time, without supervision. Athena's realizing the implications of her dad having a literal spy master as a mom. It's gotta be rough. I guess that's one way to do it. Okay, okay, easy, Bob. Athena's feeling easier and breezier around her grandma now. Understandable. I've never had one of those moments where my image of someone changed so drastically. So drastically, yeah. But there's also that additional layer of having to merge two different people into a single identity. Like if you knew her as two completely different people at one point. Weird. That's just weird. So you're going to be our eye in the sky, sort of? Absolutely. Gonna rile up the crowd real good. That was a lot of gusto for thinking. Mm -hmm. I like it. I've had a lot of practice recently. And then out loud she continues. This is wonderful. Thank you. All of that transpires in less than a second. With her raise, it makes it so that you can communicate up to 30 seconds of speech in a single combat turn, which is like six seconds. That's dope. So yeah, Tuka blinks and looks around. Oh, I miss him. We're just having some fun in brains. Oh. The speed of light. Yeah. The speed of brains. Real fun. But y'all enjoy. Will do. The good news is we already got some cheating stuff out of the grills. Oh, you found it? We found it. It was in both of them. Oh. So. Bastard. I was thinking about showing our damning Mobius evidence to the judges and to Kipma prior to the competition. Can you prove that it was put there by him? Do we have an object reader? Uh, I don't know. Can anybody do that? She looks around the room. Fewer speaks up and says, It might be most prudent if you were to seek a regulator, a more official party for that. But by all means, inform the judges. Inform your legal entity representative. Sounds like a good idea. Oh, I hope he got here fast. He's so slow. You hear Cressida's voice in your head. This is only going to you, Athena, dear. I just, I wanted to let you know that I'm here as well. Did, did they know? I'm not speaking to them right now. I'm speaking directly to you. Oh, you can just partition it off like that? That's if neat. you choose to. Oh, that's neat. Just would 
Let you know that uh, I can be reached this way. Excellent. God, I'm nervous. Well, at the end of the day, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Just be supportive of your father, and if there is something going on, we'll do our best to put a stop to it. To dust. To dust. Around this time, you can hear the noise in the stadium itself all around you beginning to pick up faint rumbles through the walls and through the cave network. Occasionally, the announcer voice booms much louder. Well, it, uh, it's almost time. Mom will be here soon with the stuff, right? Oh, she already stopped by. I've got everything I need. Oh, oh, good. We're all set. All set. Uh, If only my body would behave itself and allow me to do this. She walks over and shakes him by his shoulders a little bit. You're going to be amazing. All these people are going to know. And we're in your brain to help out. Constant support. He nods in a reassuring way. I know, I know, and I appreciate it. Whew. Okay, thank you all for being here and for supporting me in this, I hope, not foolish endeavor. Not foolish. Good endeavor. Of course. We love you. I love all of you, too. Well, I'll, uh, I was going to say I'll see you on the other side, but you're, you'll, it, you'll be there. It's I'll fine. I'll be there. I'll, uh, we'll, I'll, we'll all be there. We're getting kind of down to the wire. I need to go find the lawyer. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Kip Ma being the legal representative of these proceedings. Ignean Karnik, lawyer who has been presiding over this feud between your father and Mobius, is seated at a table in one of the many dining areas, shuffled off to one side by himself. He's got a fancy briefcase open to one side and several papers strewn about the table in front of him. What color is the briefcase? Black. Of course. Silly question. (laughs) Please continue. Looks very much like a chameleon. He's got a hunched back. He has hands that are made up of mostly three fingers, little grabby hands, a ridge that runs from his forehead down his back and spine to a curling tail. His scales are beige, and his suit is gray. He rarely blinks, instead winking one eye at a time. Ah, how are you doing today, Mr. Ma? Pulls his head back up, and he just blinks at you and says, No, I am doing well, Ms. Sedaris. How are you today? I would have been better if we hadn't found these devices in the grills. In the grills? Both of them. She puts them on the table. Small electronic. They're they're goobers. Yeah, they're goobers. Little electronic goobers. We had it verified by a mechanic that there's shortwave transmitters for the temperatures on the grill that do not need to be in grills, so it was put there by someone. That smells like cheating to me, and uh, I don't remember where on the contract she trails her finger down. Please do not touch the contract, ma'am. She was hovering right above it. Preemptively puts his hand out to make sure you don't. And what exactly are you saying? I'm saying that Mobius put it theirs who cheat. So no matter which grill was being used, he could control my father's regardless. And if we get an object reader in here, maybe we can see who put these in the grills. Also, I have it on good information from one Phil Nutter that he was doing this, boasting within his circles, so. He pulls out some Ziploc baggies from a highly organized briefcase. She trusts this lawyer. It's like a, it's like a tackle box of a briefcase. <laughs> And he pulls out some baggies, puts the objects into there, and then secures them safely. Rest assured, this will be taken to the proper authorities and reviewed. Pulls out a small notepad and says, What were the names of the individuals knowledgeable about these circumstances? 
Fillmore Nutter. She uses his full name. <laughs> he writes it down. Phil in quotation marks. Yeah. Yes. And the other, the mechanic that you spoke of. Oh, Layton. He's a an arrow fellow around here somewhere doing his job. Scribbles that down and tucks it away. Mm. Troubling, she says. Troubling, but far from ordinary, I am afraid. I am an impartial third party. Please understand. It is my duty to ensure this contract is upheld to the fullest extent of the law. And I will do everything in my power to ensure that the contract is upheld. And I want to thank you for that. I am doing my job. It is what I am paid for. Can you cast empathy? I'm just, I'm just curious. I don't know what mechanical benefit this will have. Sure. But... Yeah, no, I like it. Mm, threes. Okay, well, fail. I could just cast it again. You could. Mark down your power points. I will. Uh, that one's a four. Kip Maw. I'll give him a D6. I don't think he's a wild card for this purpose. Two. Woo! So success, no raise. You get a plus one if you try to maneuver him in some way. Kip Ma's aura, it ebbs out slowly. There is not a lot of speed to it. It's very slow and steady. Predominantly a thoughtful blue with just a constant churning of thought. I think you see a very fiery nugget of red. His passion for the job. It could be passion. It could be anger. It doesn't look worrying to you, you know, based on other indicators. But amidst all of his thought, there's either a burning passion or a burning anger. Well, maybe she should keep stoking that one, provided it's anger. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, Mr. Ma. We will return to the room and see you at the competition. Yes, enjoy your frivolities. He has small half-moon spectacles that have a beaded chain that reaches back extra far to the base of his neck. Can I get anything? I mean, you're pretty stationed up here. It's feastable. Oh, I am quite all right. I ate several days ago. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Now that that's all buttoned up, Athena's got to go find the judges. And let them know, because that's important. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats immediately or you will miss the shaping. Athena turns to Lepaco with slightly wild eyes. We didn't get to the judges. Well, show must go on. All right, Pickle, cook-off time. Cook-off time. Cook-off time. I can smell it already. We thought it was going to be this episode, but then it turned out to be longer. I should have known this, but you know. Let me tell you a fun story. We thought it would be the end cap to this episode. We recorded for three hours, so that's not really an end cap. But do you know whose tunes will not only be accompanying the cook-off, but this episode as well? Uh, I can spoil it for you. It's Crockett and Waveshaper. He did. I was about to guess that, and I get to say that I was right. You were right. I'm gonna. You can't take that from me. And I know that you know that you can find Crockett on Twitter at Crockett80s and on Bandcamp at Crockett.Bandcamp.com. And Waveshaper, Waveshaper, the number one, dot bandcamp.com, and at Waveshaper underscore SWE. That's Twitter. 
You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Got a couple different tiers if you want to check them out. If you like what we do, you like goofing around, hanging out with us, we got a whole other series, Absolute Zero. Some of it's available on the main feed right now, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff that has not yet been released. We got several episodes of outtakes and stuff that didn't really fit into the main series that we cut. Just goofing around. Some conversations, some world building. So if you're interested in that, hey, come on over. Thank you to all of our current patrons, but one patron in particular. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Hope you're having a good time. Some really good bonus scene suggestions. We don't have one for you this week, uh, unfortunately, because we just ran so long with recording all the great content that's coming up. We've got a fun bonus scene or two coming up as well. Very excited about them. As always, we should uh, give some thanks to the Pinnacle Entertainment Group who are the creators of Savage Worlds, the system that we use. Peginc.com. For all of their, I was about to say delicious, no. (laughs) (laughs) Your brain is hungry for their delicious content. I'm just real hungry. (laughs) I know. Peginc.com. Is that it? We all good? I think that's it. Hot damn. (laughs) Bye, guys.